Well, kia ora, everybody. It's Strawn here from Commoners Communion. I'm doing daily episodes this week. Speaking about prayer, I am down by the beach, so you might hear some water um, in the background rolling away there and the odd noise as the family moves around. But I wanted to take the time to speak into the moment that we're in about prayer and share my heart with you guys in the hope that praying through this crisis and difficulty might become a pleasure and um, not a burden for us as we move through this really difficult time. The place that I wanted to start first with in prayer is listening. Because the whole premise of prayer is that God hears us, that He cares, and that He listens. We read in Psalm 66 verse 19, But truly God has listened. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. We would never pray if we did not completely believe in a listening God. And this is a radical idea. We believe in the omnipresence of God. We believe in His every awareness. The scriptures constantly refer to as hearing the cries of the poor and the oppressed and the prisoner and the righteous and those who seek goodness on the earth. The Lord's Prayer begins with our Father who is in heaven. May your name be kept holy. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, hear our prayer for you to arrive. God constantly positions himself throughout the Old and New Testament as a listener. Now, it's not that God doesn't see. Of course he sees. Scriptures also talk about his eyes searching throughout the whole earth. But though God sees and already knows, as Jesus says, your Father knows what you need before you even pray. Even though He sees, even though He knows, He listens. God listens to us. It's actually quite a challenging way to be in life. And in a moment like this, listening is critical. In my own journey in Aotearoa, New Zealand, we have a long story of injustice and racism and difficulty and tension too. And I can't speak for anywhere else, I'm, I'm local here, but in my own experience about six or seven years ago, God began to speak to me about and confront me about my own complicity in the injustice, the systemic injustice between Pākehā and Māori in Aotearoa, New Zealand. And at first, it's, it's deeply confronting. And you, I had one of two choices. I could choose to listen, to sit, to wait, and to allow God to speak to me and show me these things. Or I could shortcut the process by talking back. And what I learned as I began that process of God beginning to speak to me was two things. One, I started to receive a grief and a woefulness that I didn't understand. Far beyond my mind could comprehend it came this spiritual grief as I opened up my heart and I allowed the Holy Spirit to incarnate in me the grief that God had been hearing in others in my own land for a long time. But the second thing that happened in me was that as I learned to listen to God and allow Him to speak first, I realized that I also need to, needed to listen to Māori. 
and allow them to speak first and that my engagement and relationship with the injustice and the hurt and anguish in my own land would begin by becoming a listener. Now, that was six or seven years ago, and I am still listening today. I still feel like I have no right to speak to it other than to share my experience of confrontation and hurt. And so, I learned through that, though, that God listens first, and we are called to be like God. And that if God takes the time to listen to our prayers for for justice, for our cries for healing, for our Uh, expressions of woundedness and anger. And God says, treat others how you desire to be treated. And so we then turn to the other, to our brother, to our sister, to our enemy, and we hear their cries, their woundedness, their hurt. We allow ourselves to be receptive to their spirit as we've learned through God, so that our prayer becomes an act of great humility as we allow ourselves to be awakened to truth. I love this quote by Henry Nguyen or Henri Nguyen, I can never say his name right, Uh, and from his book, Out of Solitude. He says, when we honestly ask ourselves which person in our lives mean the most to us, we often find that it is those who, instead of giving advice, solutions or cures, have chosen rather to share our pain and touch our wounds with a warm and tender hand. The friend who can be silent with us in a moment of despair or confusion, who can stay with us in an hour of grief and bereavement, who can tolerate not knowing, not curing, not healing, and face with us the reality of our powerlessness. That is a friend who cares. And what I want to say about that is it's not just us who receive one another that way that is a sign of true care and compassion and empathy, but that all of that is true of God. That God is the kind of God that comes and sits with us. And it's not about our having eloquent prayers or being able to sit down and process everything we're reading in the news or the grief or the crisis or the frustration or the uncertainty or the fear, the hatred, the vitriol, the information. God comes to us and sits with us and listens. And so prayer primarily, at least between us and God, can be a moment of just being, Father, I'm here. Can you feel the, the, the numbness or the anger or the hurt or the, or the fear inside of me? Holy Spirit, I open myself for you to see this wordless emotion. And it says, God hears our prayer. Listening is just as important as speaking, if not more. So listening gives us the opportunity to respond with compassion and empathy. And so if God's that way toward us and we can sit with Him and He can speak with us and just sit with us. And by the way, I think this is why sometimes we don't get answers from God. I mentioned in yesterday's episode that I spent a lot of years sick and without money and it was, it was incredibly hard. We, we became literally hopeless for the first time in my whole life. And every time I sat with God seeking answers, He was silent. And what I realized was that he wasn't withholding himself. He wasn't punishing me. 
He was just sitting, weeping, caring, acknowledging, and loving me. And we became friends through that process. But the flow-on effect of this, and this is what I love about Jesus, is the way that our vertical relationship with Him transforms our horizontal relationship with humanity and creation is this. Sometimes the greatest act of prayer and compassion we can offer is to sit. To allow ourselves, as God listens to our injustices, that we would sit and listen to others. And I'm not talking about just for a minute or an hour or a day but for months, weeks, and years, as we begin a long process of allowing our listening to our fellow humans, to our fellow friends and family, flesh and blood, to be an act of prayer toward God, saying, Father, like you hear my injustice, I hear this injustice. Psychologist Kurt Thompson talks about how listening transforms the mind. And he's talking about a study uh, done by a fellow psychiatric neuroscientist called Daniel Siegel. And he says this, an important part of how people change, not just their experiences, but also their brains, is through the process of telling their stories to an empathetic listener. When a person tells her story and is truly heard and understood, both she and the listener undergo actual changes in their brain circuitry. They feel a greater sense of emotional and relational connection, decreased anxiety and greater awareness and compassion for others' suffering. By sitting with you, by God sitting with us, you and me in our prayer time, by His simply listening with the empathy and the love that He's promised, He physically transforms our mind. Our minds are renewed and transformed by His love. And then through that process of prayer, as we learn to just be with God in our numbness, our anger, our disappointment, when we don't know what to say, when we don't know what to pray, when we're just deeply, deeply wounded and hurt and overwhelmed and we receive that love, we learn in that process of prayer how to do the same with the others. And this for me is why prayer is just as important as action. In fact, prayer is a form of action. Because by allowing your brain to be rewired and transformed by empathy and compassion, you will then move out into the world in your day with that same power of love. The kingdom will expand in you and your mind and heart. It will expand towards your brother and sister. And as you listen and allow yourself to even be confronted and wounded, choosing not to listen with deaf ears, not to listen with informational, rational ears, but to listen with empathetic eyes and ears with compassion. Not only will you be transformed by the reality of someone else's story and experience, but they will be transformed and impacted by your love. So how do we start praying through crisis? Through anger, disappointment, fear, frustration, numbness, being overwhelmed. We start by sitting with God and letting Him listen. We start by sitting with God and listening to Him. We start by listening to the other, to their cries for injustice, their woundedness, their ache, as an act of worship and a reflection of what we receive from God Himself. 
And so just wherever you are today, let's finish with some prayer. If you want to just sit down and position yourself however you may like, whatever you're feeling, you can open up your hands, you can close your eyes. But I want to give this last little portion here to God to speak to us that we can listen to Him. And here's how I do it in a practical sense. I sit there, I imagine sort of there being a doorway over my chest and I imagine opening those doors in my chest and suddenly my soul being exposed. And as I do that, I say, Father, I'm here. Show me yourself. And then I imagine as I pray that prayer, the Holy Spirit moving in through that doorway in my chest like like a river and He fills my entire body. And as He does, I'm not listening for words. I'm listening for emotion. I'm listening for presence. I'm waiting to feel what He feels. And I'm braving that it may be confronting or hurtful. And as I feel what God feels and I allow Him to speak to me in that way, I then, without words, without trying to pressure it or control it, allow it to then go back up to God in intercession to say, God, I feel this with you. Hear this. Hear me hearing you. Answer the prayer of your heart for justice and grace and kindness and compassion. And so I kind of see it like, like that promise, you know, Every promise of God is like rain that falls from the sky. If it fills its purpose, it it rains on the ground, it it produces fruitfulness in the soil, and then it returns. It's like that. It's allowing God's prayer to enter us for us to just be open to listen, to feel, and then for it to rise up out of ourselves. So we're just going to take a minute to sit that way with God. And I invite you, if you feel courageous enough, to ask Holy Spirit to show you what He has to say about the injustice that we're staring at on our screens at the moment. And then give it back to Him in trust. Father of the heavens, we are here. And we know You are here. We thank You that You listen to us. We want to listen to you. Holy Spirit, we open ourselves to the spirit of truth, to you, to your love and your compassion. We open up the space within ourselves for you to pour in God's presence. We are here listening. Come, Holy Spirit, fill us that we may hear, sense, and know what you are feeling about these days, these times, and this injustice. Now, Father, we 
lift our hands, our eyes to heaven and say, hear your prayer. Hear our prayer as we co-labor in your prayer, as we intercede with Christ. Father, hear us. Receive what we can't even say, what we feel, what we see. And allow every waking moment to be this kind of intercession, this kind of communion. And let it transform the way we listen to others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.